Welcome to the Pro Aging Podcast. I'm Steve Gurney, founder of the Positive Aging Community. We're excited that you can join us for an interactive discussion with pioneers and thought leaders on a wide variety of topics related to aging and longevity. We're able to bring these discussions to you along with copies of the Positive Aging Sourcebook, thanks to the support of our Positive Aging Community Champions. Visit ProAging.com to connect with them and find hundreds of other resources. Well, today we brought back our marketing masterminds and senior living group, and we had a lively discussion with some really good questions, and I did my best to uh, come up with some great ideas and strategies, but we had a lot of great ideas and connections in chat. So make sure to refer to the link in the show description uh, to direct yourself to that. So here we go for a great discussion on marketing to senior. All right, folks, uh, welcome to uh, uh, Marketing Masterminds in Senior Living Discussion. And uh, this is uh, not our normal time for having a discussion, but number one, uh, I'm bringing back uh, a very popular discussion series due to a few people recommending that I uh, that I that I do this. Um, and I decided, well, let's do it on Monday because we're all marketers and we're into um, alliteration and so marketing Monday. And then three o'clock in the afternoon is not our normal noon to one time because I know a lot of the external marketers that are out there are taking people out to lunch. And so let's um, give this a shot, uh, bringing this back. And before, we dive in too deep. Let me, uh, for those, I see some familiar faces in the uh, in the audience, but uh, for those that aren't familiar with me and the platform, uh, the Positive Aging Community, um, we are a community of older adults, family members, and uh, influential senior living professionals that come together and uh, we try to share resources and help people make connections to make uh, better decisions. And uh, we've been operating for over 33 years. I am the founder of the Positive Aging Community. And on a daily basis, I'm having conversations with folks on uh, their marketing challenges and uh, and and brainstorming ideas, and this marketing masterminds session uh, came about in the well. We started a mar marketing mastermind series uh, back when the pandemic started because all of these marketers that were in our community were like, "How do I operate? I have traditionally." been burning shoe leather, knocking on doors, having face-to-face -face meetings, and all of a sudden, my world is upside down. And uh, I would say for about a year, we met every week or every other week. Uh, I went back over some of the uh, the agendas that we had, and uh, it was really, really pretty interesting. And uh, somebody mentioned to me the other day, it's like, why aren't you doing that marketing masterminds thing? I was like, you know, let's give it a shot and let's see, uh, let's see if uh, folks are interested in connecting and discussing marketing to senior living topics. So, first thing to let you all know is that there's a reason why this is a webinar and not a traditional uh, um, Zoom meeting. And the reason is that we had over 100 people that signed up. If I had a smaller group and we had some intentional reasons to sort of go into breakouts, uh, I would certainly do a traditional uh, Zoom meeting where we can all see each other's faces and what have you. But in the spirit of uh, the fact that we're all marketers and interested in marketing, I encourage you all to, oh, and there's probably a reason why you can't uh, 
communicate in chat because I didn't set it up. Okay, so I'm chat is open, and so I encourage you to introduce yourself in chat uh, and and throw in your contact information. If uh, if you could be a good referral source to somebody else, and they could be a good referral source to you, let's make it happen today. Okay, and then the other thing. Um, uh, Ellen said, what time is this starting? Three o'clock. Yeah, right Right now we're starting, uh, Ellen. And um, uh, I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up with the intros here in a moment. And um, uh, the, the um, okay, so, um, and just so you know, I'm going to make sure this is going to, this is recorded. And so if you need to jump off or if you're sort of like, oh, I, I'd prefer to watch the recording, it'll be recorded. It'll be on our website uh, later this afternoon. You can see on the left, we have, uh, for those who aren't familiar with our platform, we have over 350 on-demand recordings on every topic under the sun. And then on the right, you can see our upcoming discussions. Tomorrow, we've got uh, uh, Carl Landau, who is the author of Pickleball for Dummies and um, and the podcast hope of I Used to Be Somebody, awesome guy. Um, on Thursday, we're going to have a discussion on hacks for long-term care. And uh, we've got a bunch of other great discussions uh, for you this uh, this month. But today, I, we my goal is to run a, a, a great interactive discussion on the topic of marketing. And uh, I really, like all of our discussions, your participation is going to drive this in the direction you want it driven in, okay, folks? And uh, I'm delighted to see everybody dropping some, uh, dropping their intros into uh, chat. That's wonderful. We'll save that chat so that you can uh, connect with anybody who might be there uh, that, you're, that you're interested in connecting with. But let me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to open things up with just my general um, uh, sort of wrap on a marketing system, okay? This is a platform that's worked for hundreds of our clients over the years in terms of organizing how you think about marketing to older adults. And I want to share some of those insights with you, along with some other ideas. But I'd love it if you all start hitting me with Q&A and with specific chat on things like, I'm, I'm looking for solutions for a particular problem, and, uh, or I'm looking for inspiration and ideas. And we can, um, we can riff on those and there's going to be people in the audience that can help you with those things. But let me let me try to do a quick you know 5 minute overview here. I'm going to rip through this here and um uh hopefully this will be helpful and uh can kick off some great conversation. So first off, I went through all of our discussions from back in uh 2020 and 2021 where when this marketing masterminds uh, meeting was fairly regular. And these are some of the topics that we talked about. And I'm happy to jump on any and all today, assuming we have time, in-person, online events, email communication, uh, CRMs, con consumer relation, customer relationship manager platforms were a big topic of discussion for a couple of our discussions talking about social media, press releases, website design, direct mail, and direct mail meaning that snail, snail mail that we are, are, are all familiar with, lead tracking, outreach to hospital case managers, physicians' offices, et cetera. One that we devoted a whole hour to was how do you deal with somebody that says, I'm not ready yet? Something that many of us in senior living are, are familiar with. Uh, the perception and the reality of what we're offering. Uh, that, that's another uh, topic that was uh, talked about quite a bit. And last but not least is ageism, because a lot of times people are resistant to the services that we're providing. 
uh, because they they have a personal age bias. And how do we break through that with our marketing and our outreach efforts? Okay, so so I just throw that list out before I even begin babbling about this marketing system I'm going to share with you, because I'm hoping that it stimulates some ideas and some ways and some things that we could talk about today. Okay. So uh, again, real quick. Uh, so the, the, when we are talking about senior living, uh, I generally put things in three different buckets, the housing options, specific housing providers from life plan communities to assisted living, to memory care, to nursing home, where there's a physical building that somebody is, is living, uh, that's one big bucket and probably the largest bucket in our senior living space. Um, the second bucket are aging in place solutions, which you know I could we could argue is probably could be bigger or equal in size, but you know, you got home care agencies, you got universal design and remodeling companies, you got transportation companies, you got um uh, a, a, a wide variety of home support and uh, delivery type services that could be viewed as aging in place providers. And then the last bucket is our resources. And in general, you, you know, these are your elder law attorneys, your uh, aging life care managers, your senior move managers. In general, the people in the resources bucket are helping people navigate the housing and the aging in place bucket to there to live a purposeful life, okay? Um, and I, I like starting with that so that when we are communicating with each other, if we're all thinking on the same page of, I offer a service in the aging in place bucket and here's the challenge that I'm looking to solve. Okay, so then I promise I'm about done and then I, I really wanna start talking to you all, but the... Um, uh, I subscribe to a philosophy of marketing that is low-hanging fruit and birds of a feather. And what I mean by this is, is that first, let's start with birds of a feather, is, is that it's really understanding who your customers are or residents or members are. And um, the more you understand them, marketing becomes pretty easy because you just go and get more just like them. And the more that you understand your customers, uh, then the easier it is to grab low-hanging fruit because you're understanding what their preferences are, what the organizations are that they belong to, what neighborhoods they live in. And now you can go out and sort of grab that low-hanging marketing fruit that uh, may not necessarily be paid marketing or um, or sponsorship. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, uh, later here. Okay, so the, I think my last slide before I, I, I pause here is three more buckets, okay? So that the, the first block bucket is your clients and, or that could be your residents or your members or your constituents. The second bucket is your referral sources, is, is that these are individuals or organizations that you can track directly to giving you a client. And um, then the last bucket is organizations that you refer to. So it could be uh, an organization or it could be a restaurant that your, let's say that you work in senior living and your residents visit a restaurant on a regular basis. That in, in a roundabout way is, a ref, is, is an organization that your community is referring to. And uh, what we can do is talk a little bit about uh, how you can leverage that to improve your marketing. And so when, when, when we look at, the, at each of our individual marketing strategies, the, the key here is it's uh, these three buckets or circles 
understanding these three groups as deeply as we can and then uh, getting our tentacles out there into the um, the community and implementing a marketing strategy that uh, ultimately is growing your client base, whatever that client base looks like. And so hopefully going back to this slide now, you can sort of, I've, I'm laying the framework for uh, creating a, an effective uh, marketing strategy for your organization. So I am going to take a break. Well, I'm, I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to stop sharing my screen here, and I'm going to take a peek at uh, some of the comments and questions that may have been started coming in. And what I would tell you all, you got three ways to communicate with me and, and the group here. I see you guys are blowing up chat. That's fantastic. Uh, you can also use the Q&A button at the bottom of your screen, and you can click that. If you'd prefer to ask a question or make a comment and not type it in, just raise your little virtual hand. I'll open up your uh, microphone, and you can um, share your thought or your comment, okay? So uh, let's see. Rosie says, my challenge in marketing to older adults is their pickup time is longer than for younger demographics. They don't check emails every day and are not on most social media platforms. Um, you know, you, you know, it's interesting on that, Rosie. Um, I, I agree. Okay. I, but what, what we're also seeing too is, especially with electronic marketing, um, is the older demographic is being bombarded by spam and by, um, uh, paid marketing campaigns. And oftentimes it's very difficult for, they're very nervous actually about clicking on the wrong link. In fact, last week we had a discussion on tech support and I'd probably say a good 15 minutes of the hour was us fielding questions from folks that are really nervous about, you know, the online communication that they are, 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 are getting. But um, but Rosie, one other thing that you talk about on their pickup time, and um, I remember back, you know, I've been doing this for 33 years, and I was uh, back in the in the early days. I was uh, helping a woman, Suzanne Glarson, uh, who was one of the pioneering realtors moving into this senior living space, and uh, as as she was doing workshops and really developing her training material, one of the things that she came to the conclusion of is, is that the, the, ones, the, the most important skill for a realtor, and I think this applies to all professions, in working with older adults is patience. Is, is that, uh, but, but in the context of realtors, uh, a lot of these realtors that were coming to this training this, before the SRES and all that, they, uh, you know, were used to like quick turnarounds and a first time buyer, you know, getting out there and, you know, you know touring homes and that the, the average uh, amount of time that it would take an older adult, this was back then, I don't know if it's still true, an older adult from the moment that they said, I'm thinking about moving to when they actually moved was 31 months. And uh, for a lot of professions, a lot of sales professionals, you know, that's a, that's a long stretch. Um, so, um, so Rosie, uh, I don't know if uh, I uh, contributed to your frustration and confusion there, but the, but, but one of the things that we can do in this group is brainstorm as a group on solutions to sort of make that um, make that sales cycle a little bit shorter, and uh, also to encourage better interaction between ourselves and our clients. Uh, and um, and and one thing that I would say is is that that the demographic that's out there right now. Uh, likes talking on the phone um, for the most part. Uh, that's that's one thing 
our our discussion last week on tech support sort of validated that. Okay, um, we got somebody that says I've been focusing a majority of my marketing to case management at the hospitals, but I feel like I need to make a move to marketing to the community because it's the adult children who are making decisions. Any tips or tricks on marketing in this area? Okay, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm also, um, I'm gonna drop Rosie's um, question into chat because I want other people to riff on that if they can. And, uh, and then this is uh, uh, the person who is sharing this one. Uh, thank you. This is uh, something that I hear regularly uh, from marketing and outreach people is, is that I'm constantly, you know, working my referral network bucket, whether that be case managers or hospital social workers or nursing home social workers. Uh, and how can I connect directly to um, adult children? Okay. Uh, anybody in the audience has tips and things that they have done, definitely jump in. But I want to throw out um, a few challenges that we face in communicating with adult children. The, 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 an, an adult child of a healthy uh, older adult who has no health problems and um, uh, is doing just fine is I mean, it's the most expensive market to reach. It's uh, even if you reach them, they're probably not hearing, reading, or seeing anything that you've got because they don't have an urgent crisis on their hand, okay? Now, that same person who you may have bombarded with radio ads or, or direct mail marketing three weeks ago and it went right in the trash, he gets he or she gets a call on Tuesday morning that mom's in the hospital and we've got to start thinking about her rehab. Is it going to be at home or in a nursing center? All of a sudden, he or she is is now they're looking everywhere for your marketing message that they were actually getting on an ongoing basis. And so there's sort of two ingredients to effective marketing. It's number one, it's it's the right message. And then uh, number two, it's getting that message in front of the right person. And so for this reason, this is why marketing to referral sources is so effective is because sometimes what happens is, is, is that, so, and, and we all, and I urge you to have conversations with the, with your existing clients that are adult children to learn about, you know, how did they enter this world that we're in? Um, and, and, and that's where I'm going, I'm going back to my, my slide real quick, because um, the uh, getting to uh, that, talking to your clients in detail, uh, especially the adult children that are working with you, and sort of learning about what, who did you turn to first? I'll tell you, you know, who I hear a lot of adult children turning to is they turn to, a lot of times will turn to a realtor in their neighborhood because they know that a realtor knows a lot of people and uh, might have some resources for them. And so sometimes it could just be that, that person down the street and that sort of sends them into our little pipeline where they start talking to other people. And it may be the marketing person in assisted living. It may be, you know, the local senior center down the street. But the more you can have conversations with your clients and their loved ones and your referral sources, uh, the better we can get to um, getting to that market. Now, I'm going to, I see there's, there's, I, can't even read all the comments just yet, but I see I got a few questions. But I want to, you brought up um, uh, case management in hospitals. And I always like to share this whenever I do a marketing talk. It was an actual case manager in a hospital that gave me this advice many years ago when we ran a panel. And the best way to market 
to case managers in hospitals, and quite frankly, to physicians as well, is when your clients are going to the hospital, depending on your business, if it's, and more than likely, if we're talking about case management, you're in sort of this health and care space of home care, assisted living, um, retirement communities, what have you, is, is that if your clients or your residents need to go to the hospital for any reason, this is the number one opportunity to have a meaningful conversation with a case manager where you're solving a problem. Hi, my name is Steve. My resident lives at Shady Acres. She just entered the hospital. Could I talk to the case manager um, who is, is taking care of her case? Hi, case manager. Guess what? Um, Mrs. Mrs. Smith lives in our community, Shady Acres. We're ready to take her when she comes home, the, the, when she's ready to be discharged. Now you've solved this great problem for this case manager. And, and the hospital case manager told me, it's sort of like, you've now solved a problem. It's not like you're delivering me donuts or bagels and expecting me to give you referrals. You've really helped me out. So now you've got my attention. Tell me what it is that you do and how you can help me. And, and this approach can be applied to um, uh, physicians too. Uh, when, you're, when your clients are going to physicians uh, appointments, uh, there's an opportunity there to engage in a meaningful dialogue as well with the physician. Okay. Whew, I know I'm babbling here. I, I promise I'll get to chat, but I got another question here from Suzanne. It says, I'm starting to bill payer organization services for seniors to manage their, I'm, I'm starting a bill payer organization service for seniors to manage their monthly bills, set a budget, gather tax documents, submit long-term care invoices for reimbursement and connecting with them to the right people. Any suggestions on how to get this started with marketing? How does one approach other professionals for referral? So far, I've gotten clients from friends, but that's not enough. Okay, Suzanne, I love your question. I'm dropping it into chat because I know there's people in the audience that, that have probably walked your walk and, um, and can help you. Okay, and, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to chat and read through that here shortly, but I'm just gonna share my a few thoughts for you, Suzanne. Uh, from folks that have walked in your shoes and that I've I've assisted with is number one. Uh, now the the uh, number one recommendation is uh, I believe you can call yourself a daily money manager um, the way that you're describing your service. And one of the things that I would first recommend to you is no, see see if you fit into the Association of Daily Money Managers as a service, um, and if you would qualify for membership to have that credential. I think especially since we are talking about working with people's finances, is having a credential um, is beneficial. It's also a wonderful opportunity if any of you are in a space where you can join a trade association and be able to communicate with like-minded professionals all over the country, that can be tremendously beneficial for all these marketing reasons, okay? But now let's talk, Suzanne, about, you know, where your service can, what, what you are going to be searching for in your professional referral relationships are um, organizations and individuals that intersect with your service. And so, for example, um, and I'm, I'm throwing this out like as a, I, you know, uh, off the top of my head, when it, does somebody have difficulty paying their bills, setting their budget and, you know, gathering all those documents? There's a couple of situations where that, that where I know that comes up because I have conversations every day with people. Number one, when the spouse, if it's a couple, when the spouse uh, who handles that is sick or in rehab or is developing cognitive impairment, okay? So that's one, one option there. Now, where are those people gonna be? If somebody's hiring a home care agency uh, and they've uh, to support taking care of a loved one uh, in like long uh, adult daycare, 
if uh, again, you know, it could be that that the husband or wife that is handling these things needs some assistance. And so this is where, you know, sort of doing a little bit of detective work and networking and thinking about, you know, what are those triggers that makes, even if they're referrals from friends, makes people love what I'm doing. And then thinking about where can I meet with similar people? Okay. Now I'm going to go back to um, my screen share here with my, my three buckets. And I want to sort of emphasize that you've got this client, okay? You're providing daily money management skills to them. And I'm just making this up, but they, uh, you know, the reason that that the family is hiring you is, is that dad's vision is not as good as it is. And uh, we, we thought it'd be a great idea if uh, he had somebody who helped him out and he's not driving as much. And so as a daily money manager, and I know a lot of daily money managers who do this, on the day they come by to visit with their clients, they also take them out grocery shopping and do a few appointments as well. But um, but then let's say that you discover that Mr. Smith, your client, who you're providing daily money management for, is a, a longtime member of the Shady Acres Baptist Church. Um, with his permission, of course, reaching out to the pastor of that church and saying, hey, I, um, I'm providing some daily money management support to Mr. Smith. Uh, would there ever be an opportunity where I could sponsor or support something at the church? Or do you, do you ever have uh, lectures or um, webinars or anything like that on the topic, the broad topic of senior living? And uh, perhaps you could be a part of something like that. And so hopefully that gives you um, um, a few ideas. We really like detectives when we're talking about finding referral sources and, uh, and common ground. And, and the other thing that I, I, I really want to share with folks that because I've, I've worked with so many of you in your external marketing and networking marketing, the, the conversations should be natural. The conversation should be complimentary. So, you know, going into talking to somebody who works in an adult daycare where most of the people in there have memory impairment, um, having a conversation about, you know, um, you know, I know there's a lot of stress on the spouses of the participants in the members of your program. Uh, do you think that there that there might be a need? for assistance with, you know, the, the bill paying and things of that nature uh, back at home. And, uh, and, and I think most people in this field will give you an honest answer. Okay. Whew. I know I've been babbling here, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, now I'm going to get to chat here and I'm, I'm going to work my way up. Um, uh, Emily, uh, everybody can read these too. Emily says, what are some of the important things case managers care managers, home care agencies, and other healthcare professionals look for when referring a client or a patient to a particular service. Um, folks, if you can share any insights that you have in chat or by raising your hand, would love to have it. Uh, Emily, one thing that I've discovered over the years is it's clear communication. Okay, is is that that people when when somebody is referring a contact or a client to any other organization, they are putting a tremendous amount of trust in that referral. And uh, it was an elder law attorney that shared this with me. He had sort of given up on giving referrals to other organizations because he was like, you know what, Steve, it's like if if they don't deliver it doesn't impact them because they, this is a new client relationship. Um, but I've, my clients trust me. And so if I tell them to call, you know, XYZ organization, um, and it's not a great experience, I'm the one who could lose a, a, a longstanding client. And, um, 
And so, you know, one of the things is, is when you, uh, what, if you get a referral from somebody else is, is that it's just giving them, uh, help, help them feel confident in the fact that you took this ball and and you ran with it in a positive way. Now, a really cool idea that came across my desk many years ago that I know works pretty efficiently is actually is it's the concept of let's say that you got a referral from Jenny and um, now you're providing service to her client, Miss Mrs. Smith. And, uh, and let's say that you're working with the adult children on this. Uh, one thing to do is to say, to, to write a nice note, maybe, you know, throw a little Starbucks card in there and say, hey, we are delighted to be working with your family. And if you think of, if you have time, it would be great for you to reach out directly to Jenny and let her know how the experience is going. Um, they, now, the, the reason that I'm encouraging that is, is that the, the key is to have an authentic uh, report of what's going on when somebody gives a referral. And oftentimes, it's sort of like, oh, we're doing a great job, you, you know, but imagine how wonderful it would be if uh, the actual client called up and said, thanks for the referral, um, to uh, to Emily's business, which is, I believe, vaccine valet. Uh, it, it was great. My dad could get his his vaccinations at home, and it was wonderful. Um, okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, somebody says here, elder care managers have been a great referral source for me when marketing my home health care agency. Do you have any advice on how to get in front of them and what they're looking for? Okay, great question. And um, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but the everybody everybody in this discussion has different preferences. Okay, the but what you want to do to answer that question in terms of how can I get in front of more people like Cindy? Okay, because this person said elder care managers have been a great referral source. So one of the things to do is when you're talking to your trusted referral sources, thanking them profusely, sharing with them all the great things that are happening with the clients they referred you referred to you. Also, what should be in your bag of tricks in that conversation is it's like how do I reach more people like you? And one thing that I've discovered over the years is those conversations often lead to, you know, it would be great if you would sponsor this or host that, or geez, I'm working on this project. It would be great if you would come out and volunteer with me. Think about just how wonderful those requests are, but now you're further deepening the relationship with that referral source that you've got. But going back to my original slide, not only do birds of a feather, your clients flock together, but professionals in the same field tend to flock together. They definitely flock together at trade meetings and things of that nature. But I, you know, hear regularly about care managers that are going out to lunch and uh, man, they, you know, some of them would welcome somebody to pick up the tab. And now you got a uh, front row seat with the referral source that you've already got and two of their colleagues that you may not be getting referrals from. Okay. I hope that one's good. I, I, the the, the uh, chat's blowing up. And so I, I can't keep track of those uh, those questions right now, but I promise I'm going to get down there. Um, okay, let's see. Look on Craigslist at the A AAA and the ASAPS seems to always have openings for their senior money management program. Oh, the AAAs, the Area Agencies on Aging, the Area Access Points. Um, really not sure what these letters means, but this is this is close. Yeah, there's, I think, there are some uh, 
services that the Air Agencies on Aging that are providing where they are generally uh, government funded and free to clients um, versus uh, private businesses. And that's honestly, folks, in the world of elder care, that's one of our challenges is there's a lot of wonderful nonprofits and, and government agencies and, and support programs that are out there that are in sometimes offering services or support at no charge of, for what those in the private business are trying to charge for, okay? And differentiating those uh, is, is oftentimes a challenge. Okay, um, Ali says, I would like to be in front of discharge planners, but we're not successful so far. Um, do you have any suggestions? And um, Ali, I am, um, I, I know who Ali is and he has a wonderful uh, business helping people make their homes safe and accessible. And um, Ali, my, here's my suggestion on this one. And again, guys, when I'm giving these suggestions, I'm sort of putting myself in your shoes and thinking like, okay, I am running this business called Handy Pro and I want to get more referrals from hospital discharge planners because let's face it, we know that what's happening in our hospitals is Mrs. Smith is, she is given a choice there. It's sort of like, okay, Mrs. Smith, you can go home and do your rehab or you can go to a nurse, skilled nursing center. And uh, most of the time, Mrs. Smith is gonna choose her home, which is not at all equipped to provide her rehab, to enable her to live a purposeful life with the third floor master bedroom and what have you, and connecting with somebody with uh, Ollie who could make that first trip home a little more comfortable and then modify the home if that's where she is going to stay would be wonderful. So it's relevant to hospital case managers. Now, the um, there's one thing Ali is just getting on the the uh, the circuit of um, in services, okay? And that's just dialing for dollars. It's sort of calling each of the case management departments and saying, do you offer in services? I'd like to get on the list to provide a lunch for the care managers. And you could be waiting for a year if the hospital still has a policy of going in there. Another thing to think about is uh, what I sort of refer to as a Trojan horse. It's sort of, as you're out there networking and you are, and, and I know this is that, Ali, that you network with a lot of home care providers and a lot of the other senior living providers that are out there, it's talking to them about sort of partnering on some efforts to try to reach the case managers. And, um, and I've seen this successfully done quite a bit. So for example, let's say that um, a home care agency is scheduled to do an in-service in you know, September and uh, you offer, hey, look, you're going to um, any town hospital for your in-service I will pick up half the tab so that you don't have to pay for the whole order of Panera bread. And if you could give me, you know, five minutes to talk about modifying the home and, and what that entails, um, that would be wonderful. And I've seen some great uh, partnerships like that happen. Um, the, the other thing is, Ali, is, is that if you get, again, going back to this is like detective work, but if you get a client that's referred to you, that was recently in the hospital, one of the things that you, when you're having a conversation, you might say, wow, I'm really glad that Jenny over at, you know, Shady Acres Assisted Living referred me to you. Um, did the hospital case manager ever mention modifying your home when they were talking about your discharge? Oh, no, they didn't. It's sort of like, wow, if, if it's not too much trouble, could you backtrack and tell me what case manager you were working with? And maybe I could call them up. And so now Ali, you know, can call up and say, we are providing modifications for um, the Smith family after they left your hospital. 
I would love to come in and share with you how we made this a, a, a more comfortable and effective rehab move that might not land them back in for readmission. Okay, so, um, uh, and, and Gary says, I, I, I like the term co-marketing. I didn't even think about that. If everybody can see Gary's comment, co-marketing with someone else provides the case manager with lots of information at the same time. Yeah, trust me. I mean, when we go in there to the case manager, they know that we're one of many and uh, and they're all excited about the Panera Bread that you, we brought, probably more excited about that than hearing our talk. But if you do a little co-marketing, you can be, you know, it might be you bring in a technology provider or 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 somebody like Ollie or what have you, something that is um, very relevant there. Um, okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, here, here we go. Okay. Now I'm going to get back on chat um, and um, let's see. Okay. Uh, okay. Cindy, what is the best way you can do it? Okay. Uh, I see a lot of great networking going on in chat. This is awesome. Um, uh, and let's see here. It says, Bernadette says, best community marketing I've done was under a huge camp canopy at a community fair in June. We played oldies on our iPhones, had lots of folding chairs for people to sit down. We offered nothing but a place to shit, place to, <laughs> place to sit, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, but I tell you, I will tell you that uh, there's a lot of outhouse uh, sponsorship that goes on in the senior living industry um, and get lots of shade and referrals. Okay, Bernadette, I'm going to piggyback on your, your comment here because I was recently at an assisted living and I, they, we were talking about uh, marketing events and um, they, uh, I said, okay, you've got, I see you're doing an event every week. What get, what got the best turnout in the last quarter? And to your thing, Bernadette, just having a place where people can sit, not the other word, in the shade at a big community event what a wonderful respite. The, the top uh, event at this community, and they had all these great speakers that I thought were going to be their top event. It was a shredding event. It was basically people just coming and they didn't have to talk to anybody. And they're just putting their papers in the shredder. And, you know, it's something really to think about. It's, it's kind of like a lot of times we feel like we've got to educate and 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 drive home a point you, you know but the the beauty is is that if you think about bernadette's concept and the shredding event is is that now if your marketing team is at that tent and at the shredder when people are dropping stuff in it's like you can have casual conversations and those conversations can lead to real meaningful information that that person could be beneficial to that person. So thanks for throwing that one out, uh, Bernadette. Um, let's see, okay, lots of people introducing themselves, which is great. Um, let's see, Rich, uh, my buddy Rich here, he says, we were using traditional print media for several years for an active adult community in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Average time frame from visiting the model on site to signing an agreement was six to 18 months. Uh, we began with radio TV campaigns and that went for six and weeks. And, and so, you know, this goes back to one of our first uh, topics of, man, it just takes so long. And, you know, folks, some of you may know back when I was 43, I'm 57 now, I moved in and I lived in a senior living community, a few senior living communities to experience what my readers were going through first time and our community members were going through first time. And, 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 and we know this is not an easy decision to make. And, uh, and, and it's tough, okay? Because as marketers, we have our budget goals and we have our moving goals and we have all of this that's out there. And, and it would be so wonderful if people could make quick decisions. But in general, the only quick decisions that are made in our space 
are are really crisis driven. You know, it's uh it's a fall. It's uh it's uh you know wandering and dementia. It's aggressive behavior and things of that nature. But the uh, especially when we're talking to something that Rich is talking about, like an active adult community. Yeah, you know, it's like buckle up. This is going to be a long drive, but building that trust is uh, what uh, can help. Uh, Jonathan says, my question is, how do you bridge the messaging to adult children of seniors while being relevant to their older adult? Man, I wish I had read this earlier, Jonathan. I apologize because uh, I think this is a very important message. And, and again, I'm going to go back to sharing my, my screen is, is that the, so one of my words of wisdom here in working with folks is, is that there's nothing that a, um, so for, for example, I remember there was a, um, I think it was a home care agency that handed their brochure that was written and designed for older adults to a referral source that was an older doctor, okay? And the doctor looked at him and said, what do you think? You think I need this? You know, like the doctor didn't get it because the brochure that he handed to the doctor didn't say physicians trust Shady Acres Home Care. It said, uh, you know, we will take care of you at home, okay? And so, um, so for, um, oh shoot, okay. I, I, I was answering the question up here of, um, uh, I forgot his name, but, but the, the, the point of is how, how to create a, a relevant communication message that's relevant to the older adults and to the adult children um, it's, it's very tricky because you've got two distinct audiences there. And so in a perfect world, if I could wave a magic wand, we would all have communication to the, to our older adult clients, communication to their loved ones and families and communication to our referral sources. Now, what I recommend when I'm, I'm guiding people through this is first start with your end consumer and create your marketing language for them, then say, okay, now I'm going to modify this to be appropriate to the families. And then I'm going to modify it again to be appropriate to referral sources. Sometimes it's not that difficult. Sometimes it's just that first page. And it's sort of, like I said earlier, it's sort of like uh, trust Shady Acres Home Care, physicians trust Shady Acres Home Care, referral sources, and you can get specific. Aging life care managers trust Shady Acres Home Care. And you're you're writing to these audiences. And so you're specifically talking about the benefits that, um, that they're benefiting from. Now, it, it is a little bit easier communicating with um, the, the older adults and the, the, the seniors, okay? And I don't like using that. The older adults and their families. And, and sometimes you can do this by saying, making statements, something like, um, you know, uh, pe uh, people trust us. Okay, uh, they they trust us for care, um, and not getting too specific. Also, remember, uh, a picture's worth a thousand words, and a lot of times we don't. It, it, people don't like seeing ageist language out there, and when I say ageist language. It's, you know, even using a term like seniors is, can be viewed as ageist because you're segregating uh, a group and people don't want to be segregated. And so sometimes it's sort of not using that language, but using images and talking about what it is that you're, you're delivering. Okay. Um, oh, all right. Um, okay. So that was Jonathan that I was on a tangent there. Um, and uh, let's see, um, I know we're getting close to the top of the hour. I, um, while I'm, I'm scanning to see if I've got any other questions, thanks for introducing everybody. Guys, this is awesome. We're gonna, um, we're gonna make sure that all this is gonna be on the recording link. And, um, but one thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send y'all a, um, 
a survey after this discussion. And uh, I would love any feedback that you have or any rabbit holes you want us to go down. Um, and I'm gonna go back to my first screen because these were some of the rabbit holes that we talked about uh, back when we were doing the um, version one of the marketing masterminds. And so uh, I'll try to prompt you with the, the surveys on uh, anything that the um, that that you would like do a do you want us to continue with these marketing masterminds talks b you know what are some topics and I can get some experts out there folks other than me uh, that can uh, talk about it but I think um, uh, the other thing we can do is we can do a traditional Zoom meeting and we can jump into some breakout groups uh, that's pretty good okay. Uh, oh, I love this uh, question. Does anybody have success marketing on platforms such as Nextdoor or other neighborhood apps? And I see that Jessica said, I found on Nextdoor that people will ask for services like home care, which I know a lot of people in, even though I'm in a nursing home, still gets my name out there and referrals. Okay, uh, th thanks Jessica for sharing that. And uh, also Joseph, on Nextdoor. I'm actually a raving fan of Nextdoor um, it, because um, it's, a, it, it's, it's a geographically aggregated um, uh, resource that has a, a fair amount of screening to it in that you need an address to basically, so, so a marketer just can't bombard, you know, a zip code that they want to target uh, on Nextdoor without a paid sponsorship. But what I found on my Nextdoor neighborhood platform is, is that there are a lot of, there's a lot of bitching about the, the homeowners association and people not picking up their dog poop and things like that. But there, I see that there's a lot of chatter about I just found out that my dad or my husband needs care. Does anybody have a recommendation? So here's another thing that I might suggest to y'all is, is that it's, um, let's say that you sign up a client today for your home care agency or your assisted living is, is that, you know, you want to have a great dialogue with them, especially as they're going through this 30 days of getting to know you and getting your services. And so you want to over deliver. And this is on my list there, perception versus reality, you know, making sure that you're the reality of your marketing meets the perception of meets. I mean, the perception of your marketing meets the reality of what you're delivering. But, but let's say that you got a great relationship, a client that's been with you for, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. I think it's per, they want to help you. They're probably screaming your name from the rooftops at Safeway when they're in the checkout line. And so it's perfectly acceptable to say, hey, Cindy, are you uh, on next door in your neighborhood by any chance? And it's sort of like, what's next door or yes or no. And if Cindy says yes, it's sort of like, would it be too much trouble to sort of throw out that you went through this elder care challenge and Shady Acres Home Care really came to the rescue? And I think most satisfied customers are going to do backflips to do something like that for you. And now, again, this is a Trojan horse. Now you're getting in the door in a social media system that you don't have access to unless you live in that neighborhood. And that's the other thing that I would say to, to marketers on the call. Join your next door, even if you don't sell in your geographic neighborhood, join your next door uh, community and uh, log in and check it out. And you will see there are elder care discussions going on on a regular basis. And uh, there are multiple referrals that are being handed out. And you just wanna make sure that you figure out how you can get on the list for one of those referrals. Um, okay. Um, do you, uh, Lisa says, do you have a geographical direct mail service that you prefer to use for initial mailer of a grand opening. Um, Lisa, feel free to uh, um, shoot me an email. I'm dropping my contact info in to chat. 
And um, I'm also gonna drop in the uh, link to just schedule an online brainstorming meeting with me. I, I love doing stuff like that. I have used um, different on uh, direct mail email platforms. There's there's tons of them out there, and you know it's one of these things. It's sort of like your um, uh, they all have I think access to a lot of the same lists, but um, I've had a couple that I had pretty good luck with, and and, and I'm more than happy to share those with you. Um, and uh, uh, Ryan is mentioning that on that there are some marketers on Fiverr, that's a group sharing platform where you can get like personal assistance and people that could help you with your marketing. Here's one thing I agree, Ryan, like getting a virtual assistant and getting somebody to help execute a social media strategy is a great idea. And it's a great thing. But just be really careful. It's, it's a lot, you should invest a lot of work in your virtual assistant or the subcontractor that you use accurately understanding your voice because I've seen where these have backfired is where it's sort of like and, and you guys have probably seen this too is is where it's sort of like wow Shady Acres is doing five Facebook posts a day this is insane you know and um how are they doing that? They must have an army helping them. And, and it, they could have a very motivated person in-house, or they could be paying for an external market or external help for that. But what I've found is, is that sometimes when I see that barrage of social media from one platform, it um I can tell that it's not authentic, that it's not coming from the leadership team there in the organization. And therefore, a lot of times it's sort of, it, you know, it's like, okay, are you checking a box to just sort of get content out there? Or do you want content that people are engaging? And a lot of times when people just kind of blast it, um, you can see, I mean, nobody's commenting, nobody's maybe one or two likes. Uh, and, and so that authenticity is, is really important. But, but, you know, uh, Ryan, I Fiverr is a great platform for a lot of stuff and getting help because let's face it, folks, you know, we've all got the pressure of, you know, our our budget, our leadership team. We got to make our numbers and we got to be out there, you know, making contact. And then when somebody says, well, yeah, and I want you to do five social media posts a day or whatever is coming from the leadership of your organization, it's it can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And um, and so enlisting some affordable contracted help to either check the boxes or more importantly, what I think is making very um, uh, making an authentic attempt to utilize social media to to drive leads to your organization. Um, Okay, let's see. Um, and Joe says, marketing is not the same as responding to a question about possible resources. I'm an all in favor of responding with resources. Um, okay, and uh, holy cow. Okay, we've been over an hour um, and um, the, uh, uh, um, okay. And, uh, and I'm going to copy Lisa's resource that she's sharing with everybody. It's called track our contacts. And I don't, um, uh, I don't, uh, I, I'm not familiar with that, but it sounds like it could be a, a CRM. Um, and, uh, and, and CRMs, that's on the list of things that we really talked about in, in these sessions. Well, folks, I, I'm, I, it, I'm going to send out a survey and based on the results of that survey, we'll figure out if we're going to keep this going. I'd like to do a marketing talk at least once a month. And I promise you, it's not always going to be me. Um, what I'd love to do is get some feedback from y'all that attended and then um, and, and figure out like a couple of talking points and I'll, I'll reach out and get some um, industry experts, or maybe it's some of you in the audience is like, you know, you know, what's what's awesome is is that if any of you who are marketing would share your stories, uh, th that's way more authentic than you know um, 
me getting some CRM ex expert to come in here and give us a lecture on, you know, uh, the the five different CRMs that we should um, we should uh, we should hire. So um, uh, thanks thanks a lot, folks. Uh, have a great day uh, tomorrow. You know, join in uh, our discussion with Carl Landau, author of um, Pickleball for Dummies, and um, I used to be somebody. Uh, it's a great uh, podcast on finding purpose in retirement. You know, when when we stop working, our sense of purpose can be uh, compromised. So uh, really charged up to have y'all here today and really psyched to, uh, to, uh, to see what we can do with this marketing masterminds. See ya.